You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javano Kelly live from Seattle, Washington, USA. Greetings, greetings beautiful people. My name is Simon Javan Okelo. I am excited to be here with another episode of the African Father in America podcast. I am in Seattle, Washington, uh, and uh, I see some of you already joining me on TikTok. Thank you very much. Uh, and also, I see a lot of you joining us on YouTube, on, uh, on, on Facebook, on, on Twitter. I deeply appreciate your presence. Uh, today, I have a really, really special guest who is joining us for the show all the way from the motherland, uh, particularly Kisumu, Kisumu, Kenya. I was in Kisumu not too long ago, and uh, I, I, I missed you just a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I, I have to make time to meet you next time. It's funny that the place where you spend a lot of your time, Dean, is also a place where I never miss whenever I'm in Kisumu. So... <laughs> It's it's unfortunate yes. that we never met, but I'll make sure I see you next time. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Simon. Thank you so much for the invite. Yes, it is unfortunate we didn't meet when you were down in Kisumu. I was really hoping to, but I think uh, the time, uh, we crossed our timeline somewhat. Uh, but I look forward to meeting you the next time you're down. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited. This is actually my first ever podcast. So thank you for the invitation. Of course, of course, of course. Uh, this space is for, you know, people like you who are, who are doing great work and, uh, you know, bringing, bringing stories, but also bringing change to our communities. So uh, for those who are meeting Dean Martins for the first time, He's a 43-year-old Kenyan, uh, father of two girls, and author of Chebet and Rafiki. And he's working, he's actually has a second book, you know, Daughters of Color, and he's working on his third book, uh, Chair of Charity, Tawi Connect, right? Yes, yeah. Okay, great, great, great. So, um, as usual, when we come here for the uh, African Father in America podcast, um, this show is popularly known as the Daily African Proverbs because every episode begins with an African proverb. And that's because we love and value African culture. So if you're watching this and you're probably wondering why is Simon doing this uh, podcast every single Monday to Friday, it's really because I want to ground myself in my culture, especially because I live so far away from home. And so we've built a community of people that also embrace African culture, especially uh, African proverbs. So today we have one uh, from Zulu, and it's going to form the foundation of our conversation. We will dissect it. I will share three nuggets of wisdom related to this proverb. And then Dean Martins, who is my guest, is going to also talk about his own perspective about this proverb. And then after that, we are going to go deeper into the story of Dean. We are going to learn uh, a little bit about your childhood story. What is it that inspires the person that you are today as a as an author and also other things that you do in the community? Where did it begin? Uh, and then we will talk about your current project. Maybe if you have one of your books, you can pick an excerpt from one of them and, and read it to the audience uh, so that we can also appreciate, you know, the, the work and the 
and the and you know the craft that you've put into your books and then from there i'm going to invite you dean to share with the audience how they can stay connected with you where they can get copies of your book you know we want to make sure that we are supporting you as uh you know my guest here but also before i even continue i want to bring uh, your attention for those who are watching to the madaraka festival that is happening uh it's happening across the us for the first time we are having madaraka festival in um, new york on may 16th uh it's happening in atlanta on may 21st and in dallas on may 24th uh and in seattle washington where i am currently located on may 26th so go to madarakafestival.com and get your tickets you know get your tickets we are bringing some of the most uh inspiring uh and award winning african artists uh to the diaspora and uh, you don't want to miss it so learn more at madarakafestival.com so our proverb today says that jealousy starts from the eyes jealousy starts from the eyes this is from the zulu tribe in south africa what is it that this proverb reminds you about tell me in the comments whether you're watching on facebook on uh, on on linkedin on twitter on tiktok i want to know your perspectives in the comments but if you're watching on youtube i want you to take a minute and subscribe to my channel and also leave a comment uh, in the in the chat below we want to see what your perspectives are but also give this video a thumbs up and share it because those are some of the ways that you can really support the the show that we're doing here consistently so i want to share three nuggets of wisdom related to this proverb and then i want to bring on my special guest to also speak about this proverb before we continue on with our conversation so this is the first nugget of wisdom related to today's proverb it says that envy and resentment can be destructive you know i think all of us can relate to this whenever you are envious and you are resentful uh, you really destroy yourself even before the person that you are envious uh, of you know and then number two, jealousy can be a destructive emotion leading to feeling of bitterness in inadequacy and mistrust uh, you know this is something that I've, i've dealt with personally i see leaders dealing with it i see children dealing with it because i'm also a father of three girls and uh, finally the third nugget of wisdom says that to overcome jealousy you need to focus on your own strengths and accomplishments rather than uh, rather than comparing yourself to others you know this is something that we deal with all the time you know uh, we, we we struggle even when it comes to weight you know you say oh i want to be uh, in shape like so and so but maybe their body is different from yours you know i want to speak like so and so but maybe maybe their gifts are different from yours you know focus on your own gifts focus on your own beauty focus on your own talents and that's how you know uh, you will find your own path around the world so dean when you received this proverb from me earlier today the proverb says jealousy starts from the eyes what is it that came to your mind uh, speak to us for a moment okay. uh, so when i did receive it i thought okay interesting this is a very i thought 
more like uh, when you said you'd send a proverb, I thought it would be something very positive and, you know, where we put a positive spin on it. So when I received it, it really got me thinking. And I said, oh dear, what does Javan Okello want me to say today? And then I thought about the proverb and I said, well, there are two ways to look at it. Like, first is a literal way in which uh, for you to be jealous of somebody or something, you have to see them first. So in that sense, very literally, jealousy does begin with the eyes because we see something and then we are envious of the person or the person who has it. But the second thought that came to my mind in the sense that, uh, you know, they, they say the eyes are the window to the soul. And when we say jealousy begins in the eyes, they say when you want to see a person's true emotion or if you want to see what a person truly feels, look at them, look deep into their eyes or look straight, look them straight in the eyes. And uh, those are the thoughts that came to mind. But uh, what you've just said and what you've just shared with us is interesting because I thought, what if jealousy uh, could actually spur positive action in the sense that I see, ah, so he's a good speaker, he's a good writer. Yes, there's a twinge of jealousy, but I also aspire to be like him to write like him, to speak like him, to be in the public eye like him, you know? Uh, as I mentioned, this is my very, very first podcast. So I've looked, in, in order to prepare for the podcast, I looked at uh, past episodes of what you've put out on social media, especially on Instagram, and I went through it. And I said, yes, this is brilliant. Was there a twinge of jealousy, perhaps? But I said, you know, it's, it's, it's also inspiring at the same time. I love that. I love that. Uh, you know, I, I love how you also say that the eyes are the, are the you know, are the path to the soul. Uh, you, you know, I loved your response to this proverb. Uh, I want to just quickly recognize a few people that are joining us uh, on the show, on YouTube, on, uh, on Facebook. I just love uh, seeing all of you there. I'm going to give you a proper shout out in just a moment. So make sure you're letting us know where in the world you're joining us from and also what today's proverb means to you. The proverb is from the Zulu tribe. It says, jealousy starts from the eyes. So comment whether you're on YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn. We want to see your thoughts in the comments so that towards the end of the show, we can give you a moment to also share with us your perspective. Um, you know, I grew up in Manyata, not too far from where you are, uh, Dean. And I grew yes, up yes, from from when I was eight years old, my mother gave me a bicycle. We, we I grew up in Manyata, CJ, right opposite Magadi Primary School. And so, okay. you know, I had a bicycle, the ones that have a, a big wheel at the back and a small wheel at the front, the ones that are used for carrying a lot of luggage. So I would distribute milk and bread in my neighborhood, you know, from Gesoko. If you know Gesoko, it's not too far from where you are, you know, to, uh, you know, to Kawash, you know, the Kawash on your way to Kibos. That area was really an area that many people knew me because I would, I would drop off milk and bread early in the morning from as early as 2 a.m. to around 6 before I left for school. And so this routine of distributing milk and bread every day uh, gave me a lot of business knowledge, gave me a lot of connections with people in the community. 
and I was very young. I was not even 10 years old. And so I share this story with most of my guests uh, in order to inspire them to also share with us their story of what is it that inspires who they are today as leaders because for me those are those moments that I was sharing with you are the moments that shape who I am that give me the discipline to even do this show on a daily basis when you think about podcasting there are very few podcasts that produce an episode every weekday so speak to us share with us what is it that happened when you are you know 8 to uh to 16 that really continues to inspire you today okay thanks uh, javan so i think the story that comes to mind is uh i i was really shy as a child as painfully shy even among my peers especially with adults you know i would i was a very quiet child i kept to myself uh for uh various reasons and uh when i was in my third year um of high school i was about 15 uh two things happened uh the the previous year a family friend had gifted me a book and uh it was titled the magic power of your mind and i read it and it's a very old book by the way uh, by by a, uh, i think it was published in the 50s and i read through it and it really resonated with me because i said okay so maybe there's a, there's a different uh approach to building confidence to building a personality to to putting yourself out there and then in my third year of high school uh we were invited to a public speaking contest uh that was initially within the schools within our locality and then it went to a provincial level and uh for some reason uh despite my you know shyness at the time i signed up i really believed that i could uh, give this thing a shot and i think the book had inspired me uh maybe i was at an age where i wanted to be maybe more seen or more heard than i had been before that and the short of that story is that with a ton of preparation and a ton of faith and a ton of belief um i won first place and that's i think was the turning point in in my own childhood and in my own youth where i realized you can actually turn around the circumstances of your life through active effort that you there is a, a different way it doesn't quite matter the circumstances uh in which you find yourself initially but you can build something better if you can find the methods and the support to I love that. I love uh, that. which is what I believe has happened which is what I believe has happened to you uh you know uh with the story that you've just shared as well. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Indeed, I love that story and uh I love how you know just faith and belief and uh you know and and showing up can can really help you accomplish things that you never believed were possible. So I love that story. Um For those who are joining us here on uh, the African Father in America podcast, uh, I deeply appreciate you. I am hosting an incredible author, uh, Dean Martin, who has written two books. He's on his third book currently. 
he's also a father like me he's a father of two girls i'm a father of three girls you know um if i'm your competitor if you're jealous about me you need to add one more <laughs> Or, or or two more you know or two more so <laughs> that you're ahead of me <laughs> yeah yeah anyway so uh you know i'm just uh inspired by the work that you're doing and i want us to go right there you know i want you to share with us when you think about all the books you've written all the work that you've done um you, you know the place where you work i don't know if it's appropriate to mention it but i produced madaraka festival and when we did the madaraka festival in 2019 You guys were one of our sponsors uh-huh. in Kisumu. I don't know if you're aware about oh. that. You know, we held all the uh, press I conferences see. there. I could send you pictures. Anyway, so oh, yes. yeah, yeah, so remind your people there that we deeply appreciate them, you know. <laughs> yeah. We'll do, we'll do, we'll definitely yeah. do. Yeah, yes. yeah. So talk to us about these books, you know. Uh I want to see more authors in Kisumu, you know. And so it's just beautiful. Uh, I'm an author myself you know but I feel that you know there's so many stories in Kisumu that need to be told and so I'm just inspired that you're joining me from my hometown you're an author and uh, we are both fathers and I just feel that what you're doing is important so talk to us about the book that you're most proud of if you have it nearby uh, grab it and share an excerpt from it please Okay great yeah so the book I'm Well, I have two books and I have both with me if you'll allow me to share them. So there's um you know how clear that is. There's Chebet and Rafiki and yeah. other stories. I love that. Uh, move it move yeah, it uh, which is a collection. Yeah. A little closer to right the there, right there. Yeah, it's a little blurry oh, but cool. I'm sure I'm sure uh just give it a moment. Okay. I can see that one. It'll so keep focus, going. Yeah. yeah, keep going. Okay. So Chebet and Rafiki and other stories was my first book. And I've actually had the stories for a long time. It's just that uh again, you know, I was building the confidence to put it out there and to actually call myself a published writer, published author. And it's a collection of six short stories uh dedicated to my oldest daughter. Uh I grew up in Eldoret. Uh you know uh in and around the culture uh chebet and rafiki is uh uh the the first of six stories and each of the stories is kenyan based with kenyan children as characters in kenyan settings rain, rain, ranging from the rift valley to the coast uh you know in and around kenya and each story has what i believe is a little nugget of wisdom for the children like be brave or be kind or be truthful and the reason i'm so proud of it is that um growing up you know there weren't very many kenyan uh stories that we could relate to and uh we had a book reading in manya in manyata by the way okello with uh, an outfit there a community library called the angels of sunset and initially you know the children ran up to me and they told me oh you know dean this is our favorite book and of course i was very honored very happy very touched and I asked them well why why is it why would you say it's your favorite book and uh these little children told me that oh it's because the stories the, the characters in the stories are kenyans like us and i was really i think that was one of my defining moments and i said yes i need to put this 
workout I need uh, to get more reviews, more eyes on the book, and actually inspire more Kenyan children. Uh, in the sense that, you know, they, like I said uh, in the beginning, they're not that many, especially children's book, books, I believe. Yet, there's a wealth of stories in the Kenyan culture. Each Kenyan uh, uh, tribe has stories for children that have been passed down for, you know, generations upon generations. And I believe these stories need to, to be told. And then the second book, uh, again, I'll try and put it out for the camera. Oops, I'm going in the wrong direction. Yeah, there you go. That 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 looks much there nicer. We go. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> All right, cool. So this one I'm super proud of because it is a book of uh, I wrote it for my daughters, for both inspired by both my daughters. And basically it's a collection of poems uh, fully illustrated. And it's just about what I would like them to see themselves as, as daughters of color. Because, you know, inherent, uh, uh, historically, uh, Okello, you know, with issues of colonialism and, uh, you know, people of color have always been subjected to maybe uh, a second, uh, uh, I, I don't want to say second class, uh, status, but I, I think you understand uh, what I'm trying to say. So it's a collection of poems, and it's basically to deal with self-esteem and self-love and self-worth and how I would like them each to see themselves and view themselves uh, with inherent self-worth as they, you know, continue on their path through life. That's beautiful. That's really beautiful. Where can uh, people who are watching uh, get a copy of your book. Do you have uh, do you have these books online? I do. Yes, they are both on Amazon, uh, uh, on Kindle, and uh, Chibet and Rafiki. You can actually get a hard copy also of Amazon Kindle. Uh, and for Daughters of Color is available on the same platform as an ebook. Excellent. And Excellent. if if there's just something I I may add because I'd mentioned you know the Tawi Connect. So Tawi Connect, uh, if you'll allow me to exp uh, expound a little further, is connected to the books in the sense that what I've pledged the proceeds of both of the books toward the funding of Tawi Connect. Now Tawi Connect was founded by myself and a few friends, one of whom, uh, Pete, my co-founder, is based in the UK. He has also spent time in Kisumu. He loves Kisumu and he splits his time between the UK and Kisumu. And we've come together, and so Tawi is the Kiswahili word for leaf. So basically the connotation is new leaf in the sense that we're helping the children turn over a new leaf, uh, both with what we're doing, uh, self-esteem trainings. We're teaching them to be inherently, uh, to have a good sense of self-worth and reach for their dreams. And then we also have a, a seedling program where we are hoping to go around the schools in the county and establish tree nurseries that the children can take care of but the members of the community can access seedlings uh, for at, no, at little or no cost so that is um, basically the concept behind Tawi. 
That's beautiful. Uh, I see so many synergy with a lot of work I do. Uh, so we should connect about Tawi Connect. <laughs> we should connect about Tawi Connect. <laughs> yes, we should. Yeah, yes. and then um, I'll be in the UK very soon. And I want to see uh -huh. if I can meet with Pete. Uh, and possibly oh, we could do a we could do a reading of your book while I'm there. We could do we could do something. We could yeah. do something. But I'll be in the UK in June, uh, in June and July. You know, um, okay. you know. Yeah, I'm excited for you. Know. I'm also uh, I'm also sure he's watching this podcast, so I think he already knows that you'll be there. Yes, yes, yes. I'll be there for sure. And, uh, you know, this, there's so much that you're doing with your books that is needed. Uh, and, uh, you know, telling stories, uh, you know, in the voices and in the characters of African children is very, very important. So keep up the good work uh, and uh, I'll connect you with my team in Kisumu so that, uh, you know, I feel that every author needs to have a podcast, you know. Uh, and so we need to talk and figure out how to get you a podcast and how to get you going in terms of creating more content for you because a lot of the work you do needs to be backed up by a lot of media that then pushes it further but i just uh, i'm very proud of you i congratulate you and uh, i now want to yeah 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 i want to invite our audience members to also participate in our conversation here briefly um a lot of you all are already commenting on YouTube, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on uh, Twitter, and also on TikTok. In fact, uh, I stand when I'm broadcasting and there's someone on TikTok who is saying, uh, sit down, bro. <laughs> I just love standing because it keeps, me, it keeps me present and also I don't get lazy. You know, if you sit all the time, you know, it just sitting just makes you a little lazy in my opinion and uh you know i just i just want to stand up and stay a lot but i see that pete is saying here yeah, abarigani friends uh you know pete is joining us here and he's saying that dean, dean martin speaks about his literature and activities that's beautiful it's good to have people that stand with you and show up even when you have um, interviews like this and then cabs is saying i love great stories i love great stories Martin, what age group are books? Uh, are your books? Uh, you know, sh uh, could you answer that, Martin? Sure. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, Chibet and Rafiki is uh, a more traditional storybook in the sense that it's uh, lots of writing, actual writing, and that's for seven to eleven-year-olds. And then for daughters of color, given the content, you know, self-esteem is a concept and uh, a tenet maybe of our personalities that we work with all our lives basically so i'd say from the time the child has a has a grasp or an understanding of self again around seven or eight years until adulthood really because i have some people who have uh, bought the book uh, for a friend as a gift who's going through a hard time and then said you know this is actually what i needed i needed to be reminded that I am worthy. So that one is a much wider range of age. That's beautiful. So Cubs, I hope your, your question has been answered. And, uh, you know, uh, when I was speaking, about, I see that Pete is joining us from Banbury Cross in the UK and he's watching on YouTube. 
uh, and he's saying that uh, as I was speaking, he was reminded of his time in Manyata and Kondele and Mamboleo. Yeah, those are those are those are my playgrounds. I played, and uh, you know, I can't take out the 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 visuals of those uh, communities and places uh, off of my mind. Lavender is part of my team, and also joining us. Thank you, Lavender. She's saying she's enjoying the conversation. Uh, and then Stephen Barty, who is the uh, is another podcaster, is the host of the um, of the. I can't remember the name of your podcast, but he's a he's a host of another amazing podcast. Uh, and I just want to give you a shout out. Thank you for joining us. And again, uh, thank you, Pete, for all the comments and all the love that you're giving uh, to Dean and the show today. So if you're just joining us, we've been here for a little over 30 minutes. We are hosting a wonderful author of uh, three books. Um, and he's also a Kenyan, father of three, Dean Martins. We planned to have this show many months ago, but I had to travel uh, to Kenya. And I, I, little did I know that Dean was also in Kenya, not only in Kenya, but in my hometown. And so when I was on my way out of Kisumu is when I learned that Dean is there. So uh, this has been a beautiful conversation. Uh, I just want you, Dean, to share with us, uh, you know, a couple of things you know one is is there something that you really wanted to talk about today that i haven't asked you that you want to touch on and then two uh i want you to just share with us one more time how we can stay connected with you whether it's on social media or a website and also finally how we can support you because uh you know many people think that authors have a lot of money but being an author is a is a is a labor of love, you know, and people put in so much work into it. And unless the community gets copies of the book, it's challenging. So speak to those three things, and then we'll wrap up our show today. Okay, thanks again, uh, Okello. I really, really appreciate it. As I mentioned earlier, it's actually my very first podcast, and I'm so grateful for your kindness. Uh, I think we've covered everything. I really wanted a platform, a voice. You know, I'm, and I think I, you may understand this also being an author yourself. Uh, I believe the books have a message. I believe the books can help us meet our goals with Tawi Connect. Uh, but I am a new author, an unknown author. I'm starting out, you know, and I'm grateful for, for the platform uh, that you've given me. So um, I think. Coming on the podcast for me, for me, when I wanted to build confidence, which I think I have done a little bit being on air. Uh, and the second was for uh, you know an opportunity to share the book and also to share about how we connect. And I think we've uh, we've covered that. Um, to to how you asked how people could support. Well, uh, basically, if they could take a copy of the book, if they could buy a book off Amazon, leave a review, help us build a community around these, around this message. And I will, you know, try and get you a book, uh, Okello. I'll try and get both maybe via Pete when you meet in the UK or via Parcel. And uh, I think once you read them, you'll also have a deeper understanding of, of, you know, the goal we're trying to accomplish, which is we, we would like to teach our children, especially our Kenyan children, with the history that we have had in the country post-colonial, politically, uh, 
we we need to teach all Kenyan children, every Kenyan child, that they are inherently worthy, despite whatever econ economic um, circumstances we may find ourselves in. And you know that they can truly build a future that they can be proud of. And they, we need to teach them that they are worthy and they are loved and they are uh, capable. They have the capability. Kenyan children are bright, hardworking, lovable children. You know, whenever we have visitors from overseas, they always, always comment to me how polite our children are, how inquisitive our children are, how, how curious our children are, and we need we need to cultivate this. So to stay in touch, um, it could be twofold. It could be personally on my email, which is uh, deanjmartins at gmail.com. That's D-E-A-N, the, just the letter J and martins, M-A-R-T-I-N-S, at gmail.com. And my most, uh, the social media I find most comfortable is Instagram. And the handle is at Dean J. Martins, just like the email, uh, D-A-N-J-M-A-R-T-I-N-S. And then the charity has a website, taweconnect.org. And if somebody gets in touch via the website, the message would either come to myself or to Pete, and we would be happy to engage with the audience uh, more and more. Excellent, excellent. Thank you so much. Uh, I also just want to appreciate Eric Ogembo, who is also joining us from Kisumu. Uh, I know Eric very well, uh, and also, uh, you know, Moses Ayoma. Thank you very much. These are Kisumu people who are joining us on Facebook, you know. Uh, for me, when you're doing anything and the people that you grew up around are tuned in and paying attention, then you know you're doing something good, you know. Uh, if you're doing something bad, they will tell you, you know. That's the beauty of Kisumu people. They will always, they will always tell you when you're not doing something good, uh, but also they will tell you when you're doing something good. Uh, so to all my guests uh, who joined us, um, you know, whether it's on TikTok, whether it's on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, thank you so much. And for those who joined us on YouTube, I deeply appreciate you. Uh, that's where I'm really, really working hard to build uh, this platform. I also want to bring your attention to the MadarakaFestival.com before we wrap up our show. This is uh, something I've been working on for nine years. You know, for nine years I've been building this international festival here in the diaspora we did it once in kisumu in 2019 uh, but this year last year was the biggest you know last year it was held at uh you know the waterfront in seattle but this year we will be in new york on may 16th uh atlanta may 21st and 24th at house of blues in dallas for those three shows you can get your ticket at ticketmaster ticketmaster uh, Live Nation is partnering with us to produce this event at all those three venues. And in Seattle, we will be at Benaroya Hall. Benaroya Hall is where Seattle Symphony performs. So it's one of the most beautiful music venues in the world. And I can't imagine how wonderful it will be to have an African show where, uh, you know, symphony and classical music is performed. So um, get your tickets for Benaroya Hall at Benaroya Hall's website. Dean, thank you again for making the time and thank you to all our guests and uh, people who are going to listen to the show later on. 
across uh, podcasting platforms like um, Apple Podcast, Amazon, Spotify. Thank you again for listening and rating the show. It's deeply, deeply appreciated. This show is now a five-star rated podcast on iTunes, you know, and it's really because you've all taken a minute to listen and also rate the show over there. So if you have time, make sure you listen on iTunes and continue rating the show. And, uh, you know, it goes a long way. Martins, thank you again. I deeply appreciate you. Have a beautiful rest of your week. Thank you, Kella. And good luck. You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javanokello live from Seattle, Washington.